Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show, Life, Love, and Liberty. Happy October the, what date are we on now? The 22nd, right? No, the 20th. (laughs) I'm trying to jump ahead. I'm already into the weekend, you guys. And I'm not even a weekend warrior. Nope, I'm an every day of the week warrior, as are most of you. Although I think most of you are tired warriors. You're wounded warriors. You're a wounded warrior. It's very easy to fall into that trap. Welcome back to life, love, and liberty. I think sometimes we forget that that love, life breeds love, and love breeds life. And if you're not uh, breeding love, actual godly love, then you're not going to be living a free life. I think that's why when we've heard from, you know, the Mandela's of the world, people who have been held uh, in captivity, who had to make peace with their captivity, you know, what they've said is, and even if we look to our own apostles in the Christian faith, um, and all of those who were, oh my gosh, just look at the apostle John, right? Exiled. I've been to his to his actual location, um, the jail cell, if you will, and I and I was like, man, no wonder this guy wrote some amazingly beautiful things. First of all, the Isle of Patmos is stunningly and eerily. Um, oh, it's like a different dimension. That's the only way I can put it. Really, it's it's dimensional. Like you feel, it's it's palpable. The the spiritual. And probably the, um, oh gosh, just everything about it is, is spiritual. You also feel like you're just in a different time. You're in a different dimension. I can't even, I wish I could explain it better than that, but I, I think some of you know what I'm talking about. And, and so when you walk into his quote prison cell, it's kind of interesting when you, when you take the track of like Ephesus and Corinth and all these other places, you've got the Catholics who have completely taken possession of anything to do, uh, with biblical hotspots, if you will. Um, and they have erected their shrines to the Virgin Mary and particular saints. And then the Orthodox Christians have done the exact same thing. Uh, and they have erected like you'll, their shrines to, uh, the apostles, uh, to Christ, as well as the Theotokos, who was the Virgin Mary, um, in the, in Greek Orthodoxy. Um, and so in on the Isle of Patmos in John's quote jail cell it is this beautiful orthodox shrine right but it's encased with all kinds of um scepters all kinds of holy well holy uh incense um uh all all types of icon iconography um you know candles you know it's it's just and you look out the window and I think to myself, wow, 
I mean, I could think of worse place to be places to be held captive, right? I mean, you're looking at the Aegean. It's just absolutely beautiful and stunning. Um, but that's where he was exiled. Uh, and that's where he wrote uh, most of, if not all, of, of Revelation. And I love the fact that John is considered the disciple that Jesus loved, is how he's referred to in Scripture. And when you read about their closeness, you and you read his words about actual love, love that leads to liberation, not not lusty love, not love wins, not love is love, not those tropes of today, but actual love that leads to liberation, love that has standards and love that has a hierarchical protocol in the heavenly spiritual sense, beginning with the Father and the Son and His Holy Ghost. When you read the words of of John, you begin to understand why he would have been referred to as the one whom Jesus loved. So I always encourage people when they're like, where should I start in the Bible? I'm like, start with John. John is just, there's something magical, not in the hoodoo voodoo sense of the word magical, but it's, it's mystical. It's mysterious. Again, not in the book of Enoch sense, uh, but there's you, it is palpable. And so uh, that type of love right? And living lends itself to liberation. And many of you are asking, how in the world did we get to this place where now the CDC is demanding that we, uh, quote, vaccinate, which is actually inoculate um, or otherwise inject our children or they can't go to school. Uh, We knew this was coming. Uh, And this is, by the way, this is not freedom. Um, And this is not me being an anti-vaxxer. But now that Pfizer and others have come out to say, hey, by the way, we knew this wasn't a vaccine. um, And we knew that we had not done the trials necessary. I mean, all of us knew that, even though we were silenced in the process. Kind of like what's coming out now about the elections in California and people having, uh, you know, digital backdoors and cyber backdoors. You know, these are things that others were screaming from the rooftops for the past few years. And now it's all coming out into the light where it will, in fact, be sanitized. Um, the same thing is happening with these, quote, vaccines, right? And so now they want you, they're demanding that you inject your children with something that is a trial at best, right? And some people have bought into the narrative that that is love, and if you really loved your neighbor, you would vaccinate your child. I mean, that's that's the human mindset of, of really oppression and no longer being able to have bodily autonomy. So I ask you, um, does that sound like love, the love of liberation that comes from the heart and the mind of the author and finisher of our liberty? That is something that only you can answer. So I I want to encourage you for the next few minutes. I want to empower you to be encouraged 
What is encouraged? E encouraged, right? Be encouraged. It means that if you understand what liberty is in in the in the genesis of said liberty, uh, and then it's not even your constitution. It happens to be enshrined in your constitution. It is codified uh, throughout a myriad of laws of this land, uh, but. It is, um, but the author and the genesis of said freedom comes from love. Because Elohim says that he is love. He's not a form of love. He's not a faction of love. He's not a characteristic of love. He is, I am that I am love. And so... When people are threatening you and terrorizing you with the prospect of your child not being able to go to school, your child not being accepted into little leagues, you not being able to get on an aircraft to go visit grandma and grandpa and them for the holidays, all of the fear mongering, all of the, uh, all of these cases that you're now going to suddenly see on every single one of your news channels and mainstream media about all kinds of respiratory illnesses and viruses. Um, I want you to be able to take your peace in really the only way to do that is to develop a relationship with the author and the finisher of your piece. So I always point you back to scripture, back to the building and the edification of your peace. And we are told to fear nothing. Fear nothing and no one. Because when you're in your lizard brain or your monkey brain, you cannot utilize something very important to to not only the curation, but the um, but the longevity of your liberty, right? So other people have paid the price for our liberties. And it really has been up to us to be the curators of said liberty. And somewhere along the line, we dropped the ball from counting on the author of our liberty to counting on man, science, politics, government. And now we're upset that government is encroaching even further than they already have, but we haven't taken responsibility for the fact that we allowed it to happen. And how did we do so? By abdication and by abdicating and rejecting our own personal relationship with the author and finisher of our freedom. So the good news in that is that once you realize where you are and how you got there, you can go in a different direction. I certainly don't share any, share anything for the sake of shaming or guilting, but I'm a huge proponent of people stopping and getting honest about where they are. If you're in the woods and you're lost, you don't keep walking. You stop and you get your bearings. You get the proper direction. Follow the sun. Follow the stars. Where do you need to go? You know, where where are you? That That is the first uh, step you take in any problem solving. Where are we right now and where is it we are trying to go? <laughs> so right now the world is nuts, particularly in the United States of America. And your children are the subjects 
of a government, a bloated government system. It's not just relative to the Biden regime. This goes, this precedes this administration by decades where we as people of faith have abdicated the authority, the jurisdiction that was given to us on the cross and upon the resurrection. It was given to us from the foundations of the world, if you want to talk about predating. So, but most people don't know that because around 3%, maybe a little bit higher, read their actual Bibles. And it reminds me of how I function every time I go to put a piece of furniture together, at least I did in my younger years. I just look at the box. And then I'm super peeved because it doesn't turn out the way it's supposed to, or it's kind of rickety. It's kind of janky, right? So it's functional, but it's not really going to achieve its optimal functionality, right? Or utility. And that's how most of us in the church are. We have not been optimized for our optimal utility. And for, you know, it kind of reminds me of people who are like, well, I'm not going to let so-and-so use me. Or people who try to like stoke you into like a rage with, well, they're just using you. My answer to that is anytime the enemy comes to me with, well, they're just using you, Monica. I'm like, I know, isn't it great? So I'm not anyone's doormat, but I am being utilized. So I just turn it around. You don't have to be offended because people, quote, use you. Like someone said, well, we're going to use you. I'm like, you're not going to use me. I'm laying my life down to be utilized. I'm a utility. I'm an asset in any environment upon which I walk. That's what I taught my daughter. And she believes it. And if that's not how she's treated, she at least has the humility to take a step back and still know who she is. Reassess whether or not that's the environment she's called to continue with. But identity is a huge part of the reason why we are in the situation we're in now. It is why you abdicate to the CDC. It is why you abdicate to your state governments and legislatures and to out-of-control executive branches who do not abide by their own laws, including the AGs. This is exactly why we've abdicated to you know a um, national security apparatus that has now identified its own um, citizens as as those who should be um, uh, harassed, hunted, and otherwise ostracized and or canceled and uh, prosecuted right out of you know American life because we don't know who and whose we are. So I want you to know that you are an asset. You have to know that. And how do I know that? Why do I believe that? It's not because I know you. I don't have to know you to know that you're an asset. I don't have to know your names. I don't have to know where you live. I don't have to know your party affiliation. I don't have to know your sexuality. I don't have to know if you're a Muslim or a Christian or a Buddhist or a Taoist. I don't have to know any of that to know that the creator of all creation breathed life into your body. And if you are a believer in and of and through the man, the holy man, and the holy divinity of Christ Yeshua, Yahusha, many of you have different names for Christ, the, the Christ, then I want to empower you to study what that entails. Study your birthright. 
Study who you are. Because in the now and in the days ahead, we're living in the days ahead right now. And you think it can't get darker, but it can. And you may feel like the CDC owns your children, but they don't. You are accountable for your children and you will be accountable to and for your children whenever you stand before the great judgment seat, which we are all going to go to and through no matter who it is you place your faith in. So when you get before the white throne judgment, you're not going to answer. You're not going to be able to point to the CDC or your government or your teachers or the teachers union or the pastors or the church who failed you. Nope. That's not going to fly. You're going to be accountable for your little people. And if you have a little person in your life, you have been blessed. I know some days it doesn't feel like it. Believe me. But you have. You have been blessed and you've been entrusted with the health of the mind and the spirit and the body of that child and those children. And don't you ever forget it. And don't you ever allow a governing body to tell you otherwise. That is your jurisdiction. That is your authority. That is not the government's authority. It is yours. And in this country, we still have a governing document called the Constitution of the United States of America. And if you all need to band together and start engaging in your own lawfare, then I highly encourage you to find those legal people who have the courage and the godly sense and and the wherewithal to call upon and stand upon the conviction of that document that other men and women have died to not only secure, but procure. And it is now your mandate, our mandate together, to stand for the sake of liberty for all Americans. So if you have to take your legislatures, the CDC, your pediatrician, your uh, your employers, whatever it is, I, I encourage you to take them on in the spirit on your knees because it's a beautiful thing to see your heavenly father and his entire heavenly host show up in your defense because it's irrefutable. And it's completely immutable and it gives you an amazing testimony that's a total faith builder for other people whenever they need it. I mean, it's it's like you walking around the desert and manna falling out of the sky, which had never happened before, right? You're like, oh my God. And we're still living on those stories. We're still, that's, that's the foundation of our hope, are things that were hoped for completely. Those people had no idea how they were going to eat out in the desert and who provided, right? They didn't have light out in the desert. Who provided that? Who provided the light and who provided the shade? The shade? Who provided their protection? Who provided their ingenuity? Who provided the, um, who secured their victory in battle? Right? Wasn't their great ideas? It was the author and finisher of their faith who promised to be faithful. And the same promises for them are the same promises for us as believers. So I want to encourage you. If you don't know what I'm talking about, this is a great time for you to seek, for you to knock, for you to ask. The time is now. For us to get ourselves right, to get our accounts right. I, I tweeted on my thirst page today. Um, I am the author of that page, Thirst. is called uh, Thirst Life Now, and it's predicated upon Isaiah 55. And I tweeted today 
you know, some of you are engaged in affairs of every kind. Some of them are are ideological, some of them are emotional, and some of them are sexual. And anything that you are aligned with and lusting after and, and, you know, frolicking around with, whether it's an idea or it's an emotion or it's, you know, an allegiance or it's sexuality, um, and you're engaged with someone you should not be or an idea that does not lead to liberty, um, I'm encouraging you to end it right now. To make a commitment to end it, to renounce it and to turn from it. Because I don't think we're going to have to wait for the lake of fire for the wailing and the gnashing of teeth because it's happening right now. And it's only going to increase as the days darken and the ark doors are open for for God's people to walk through into a place of peace and abundance and life more abundant. Because you can live that even when you've been exiled as per John and others, and you can live that even when you've been ostracized, when you've been canceled, when you've been completely rejected by people, you can live the life more abundant. You can, but you have to make a choice to raise the standard that your father has raised over you, which is his word. Without that, we are all dead in the water. And we're outside the city gates. We're not partaking in the waters, the living waters of refreshing and newness in life. So I want to encourage you, be encouraged, knock, seek, ask, turn from the ways that you know are not life-giving, repent, and get on with your life more abundant. All right, till tomorrow. Love you guys. Have a good night. Be good to your neighbor, beginning in your own mirror. And if you're an American, act like one. 